Hi, welcome to Race House with me, Joe Lee. And me, Darren Reeves. It is the Brazilian Grand Prix, but it's not the Brazilian Grand Prix anymore. It's the Sao Paulo Grand Prix. Why is uh, this, Joe? Why is this? Well, look, the thing is, it's in Sao Paulo, as we know, as I you do. know, because I, I know do. you've been there. Yep. Um, we'll talk more about that. But um, it's because Sao Paulo put so much energy and money into creating this race. They, they got a bit miffed off that it's the Brazilian Grand Prix because Rio de Janeiro have also been whispering about doing their Grand Prix. Yes, they have. And I've been to the, the site where they talk about doing it as well. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So Sao Paulo were like, okay, we'll call it the Sao Paulo Grand Prix because maybe there'll be a Rio one. We'll see. Um, but the same has also happened with Mexico. So it wasn't the Mexico Grand Prix or the Mexican Grand Prix. It was the Mexico City Grand Prix. So more and more, these countries are saying, well, actually, no, it's this city. It's not, you know, Cancun Grand Prix. Yeah. It's not the yeah. whole of Mexico. It's us, you know, Mexico City. So I'm looking forward to going to Britain next year to the toaster uh, Grand Prix. <laughs> uh, we should do a pop-up. It should be fun. It's a pop-up yes. uh, podcast. Or in Abu Dhabi, the Yaz Island Grand Prix, uh, as it will now be called. Um, it's a bit silly, but I understand why they're doing that. But um, look, hopefully we can have the sunshine. Uh, this is a really, really beautiful circuit uh, over Interlagos uh, circuit. Darren, you've been there to the track. Y Joe, I have. So I, I did six weeks in Brazil in 2019, and the, the tour ended in Sao Paulo in May 2019, the first leg of the tour. And we literally were in and then off to the airport and gone. And I was like, I can't believe it. I've gone to the home of Senna <laughs> as a Formula One fan and not seen anything. So we had the second leg of the tour, which went back in September 2019. And Sao Paulo was our first destination. What was so the tour? I, so it was Queen Extravaganza. So cool. we did, yeah, we did too. Because one of our singers is actually from Sao Paulo. And uh, he, he's an he amazing was, Freddie. I've heard mate, him. Yeah, he's uh, he's an amazing rock singer. I would say I wouldn't even say he's Freddie because we don't dress up or anything. It's his true. Roger, Roger and Brian have picked him to sing their songs. You know, he smashes so, the songs. True. He does. Yeah. You're right. So uh, so anyway, so when we arrived in Sao Paulo, I said to him because he was my tour guide as well. Right. I have to go to Interlagos. I have to go and see the track. I'm here. It could be my one opportunity. So uh, so we, we got a cab at eight o'clock in the morning and we went from the hotel, probably about a 45 minute drive out to the circuit, which is still part of the middle of the city. It's one of the biggest cities ever in the world to fly in through the skyscrapers, man. It's, it's, it's an experience because you, you just see skyscrapers you, for the distance. It's, it's outrageous. And uh, so anyway, we we arrived there at like, sort of nine in the morning, let's say, and there were big security guards on the gates and they said, come, is there any chance we can come in and have a look? And uh, the guy didn't speak English, so the guy, uh, my guy translated. And uh, he said, oh, man, Formula One have taken over the circuit. The circuit is closed to the public. Uh, you can't get in. And this is like six weeks, six, seven weeks before the race. And I'm like, I'm gutted. So I, I was a little bit cheeky. I didn't lie, but I said to him, listen, we're here touring for Queen. And uh, we're looking to put on a big festival uh, in two, three years' time. And one that thought about doing it in the middle of the circuit. Is there anyone we can talk to about it here in the offices? <laughs> anyway, translated it. That five, ten chestnut. Minutes, five, yeah. ten minutes later, <laughs> he calls us over and says, go through there, go down there, go under that tunnel, go up there, turn right, and there's somebody waiting for you. Well, I went down under this tunnel, which is the road, 
and came out right in the middle of the circuit and that tunnel was under the start finish straight and i'm just like i can't believe i've i've blagged my way in here so anyway we went to the offices we were invited in we had a coffee there are pictures up all over the walls which one day my room will have as well and uh you know of of senna and barrichello and massa and all this you know when massa won the 2008 championship controversially for one minute or three or four corners or whatever it was till hamilton uh won it talk about that another time i love the ferrari Um, reaction by the way in the garage and then the mechanic comes over and goes no 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 and then he smashes the glass in the wall or something like it was crazy yeah i i I just remember massa's dad just celebrating that all his dreams come true and the up and down emotion man i I, honestly i don't know how you recover from that again but anyway so to be uh continued uh correct uh, we'll see we're we're we're, we're, yeah correct we uh see what the courts say so we're, we're having this coffee i'm looking around just thinking oh my god and they said look um would you like to see where we suggest you put this concert on? And it was the car park right by turns two and three where it flooded one year and Michael, Sh- you know, everybody went off on this river mm. that ran through the track. And uh, I'm just, I'm just looking at this, just absolutely going, oh my word, I've just spent, this is my favourite track in the world. Some of those turns one, two, three, and, the, and some of my favourite corners and just stuff that's happened. And, uh, and they're talking about concerts and my brain is just completely in Formula One dreamland. So this went on for about half an hour. And then the woman said to us, uh, is there anything you'd like to do while you're here? And I said, well, I'd love to get a photo of the start finish straight. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking from the grandstand. So we'll just walk up there. Okay, just wait here. Five minutes later, she comes back with a car and says, here you go. Off you go. Drive the circuit. And no. I'm just like, honestly, I'm just like, what? So there was three of us, uh, and uh, we had a driver with us, and he. We just got in the car, and off we went onto the circuit. We got on right by where Hamilton crashed into the wall a few years ago. Did a few S's, went round the corner that he passed uh, Timo Glock to win that 2008 first championship. We then get onto that final corner and that massive sweeping straight where Alonso had the horrific spinning crash years ago, and you see this water tower just outside the circuit. Just all these little landmarks that I just remember from my childhood, from watching Senna and Prost and Mansell and Piquet all through that time. And I'm there living it and just can't believe it. And then we stopped on the start, finish straight, got some photos on the finish line. And I just, and I actually sat in pole position on the grid as if I was in a car, you know, and just taking it all in. (laughs) Went down to turn one, turn two, three. We drove the whole circuit, Joe. It was one of the most amazing experiences of my life, which was completely blagged, I have to say. And uh, but never been there for a race weekend, um, you know, and never say never with anything, whether as a fan or as or working or whatever. We'll see what happens. But uh, uh, one of the most amazing experiences of my life in 2019. Sadly, we hit the pandemic and there was no race 2020. But then Mm -hmm. 2021 and 2022, Joe, have been unbelievable races. So unbelievable uh, races and yeah. Mercedes have really dominated the past couple of years. They have. I mean, uh, George Russell won it last year. That was his first win, I think. Was it for... first and only win? Yes. Is that his yeah. first GP win? Like his first Formula One win? Well, I think I, no. I, I have to... He Spa his... wasn't it? When no, 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 no. So he finished that was second. His first podium. Yeah, so he finished second in Spa for Williams because he qualified second, and then the race was called off behind the safety car after. And you were there for that one. 
And I was there witnessing it. And I, uh, yeah. yeah, I've got some lovely photos of George just sat on the pit pit wall. So, uh, so I was there for that. And he also, when he replaced Hamilton, when Hamilton had COVID, he replaced him in Bahrain 2021 and was mm. leading the race. And then pit stop strategy, puncture, meant he didn't win. And he should have won that race. He was winning it at a canter. So uh, George has had been really close, but no, his only win was Sao Paulo 2022. But I, I, And it was a sprint weekend, I believe, and he won the sprint as well, uh, as was 2021, where Lewis won the sprint. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He yeah. started at the back. No. He, st he started at yeah, the back, didn't he? Climbed got a lot of to, places. Got up to 10th, and then he went from 10th to win the race. It was unbelievable. He started at the back, didn't he? Because, um, yeah. was, was it penalties, penalty? Penalties. Or changed yeah, it was, it? Yeah, it was 10, 10 place penalties for something, yeah. And uh, that was one of the most unbelievable races ever by, I think, any driver. For him to come from the back, basically... Yes, the sprint was going like half the race, so he would manage to be halfway up for the next one. But I'll tell you what, that race in Brazil was unbelievable. I remember yeah. watching that, and because I was in Abu Dhabi mm -hmm. um, at the time watching it, and then it was coming to Abu Dhabi. And we know what happened in Abu Dhabi 2021. You were there, Jim. I was there for that, yeah. yeah. And uh, had my Mercedes top on for that one, and uh, had to quickly take it off. Um, <laughs> but... But yeah, that was an incredible moment. But yes, um, Brazil, that was one of the best races. And we had Expo over here in Dubai, Expo um, 2020, which was in 2021 because of the pandemic. Yep. And uh, Lewis actually came over and did a big uh, kind of Q&A and said hello to everyone over at the Expo City. And and everyone was like, you know, oh, what was your favorite race? Because Brazil was pretty good. What do you think about Brazil? And he was absolutely buzzing. He was smiling. He was like, yeah. oh, feeling so good, ready to go into that Abu Dhabi race. But we'll talk about Abu Dhabi another time. Um, well, look, Sao Paulo looks amazing. They're one of the few cities in the world uh, that have no outdoor advertising, which is mm -hmm. incredible because they passed the law. They're sick of it. There are billboards everywhere. And they're like, do you know what? We're just going to ban them all. And they did, and now it looks a bit a lot better, apparently. Um, but one big thing about Sao Paulo, which also with Mexico people have talked about, um, is crime. Yeah. And it seems that every year there's at least one Formula One team, certainly plenty of fans who are really targeted um, yeah. by pickpockets, thieves, muggers. I mean, is this true? Is this too far-fetched, or is this the reality no, over there? No, this is the reality. There's a real gulf of wealth and poverty over there. Uh, you know, I stayed in the main centre or hub of the city where the main shopping street is and restaurants and so on, and you can see it. You know, you it's not like walking around the streets of London or, or a European city. There's a lot of people there, and there's, there's uh, you know, a lot of poverty. So you just have to be sensible. I walked around by myself with colleagues and so on uh, and got cabs uh, and you, you it's just a bit different but you just have to be sensible don't fear everybody they mustn't do that at all but just be sensible you know keep everything tucked away um, you know don't look at people in the eye you know just just be sensible really is what it's mm. about um, but but uh, I, I you know I enjoyed my time there um, that, that I did 
again, when, when we got the cab over to the uh, track on the day, you know, you could just see everything. You're driving through some of the suburbs as opposed to the main city centre of all the shops. Uh, but I also, uh, the next day, got a cab to Ayrton Senna's grave as well, which is a little bit further out of town, still in the middle of the city. But just, uh, you know, and, and again, it's there's a you just see so much poverty in the favelas on the hillsides that are literally slums mm. and it's it's you just think in tw the 21st century how how is this p wealth not spread more evenly through the world and you know and and we talk about it now and we have to talk about it because generations to come it's something it's a slow burner that's going to, you know, hopefully in 100 years, 200 years time will be much, much better than it is now. We won't get to see it. But you, when you see those favelas, and I also remember driving from the airport and there was this massive uh, prison. All right. And there were just these really sad looking, well, criminals, um, but really like miserable with their feet hanging out the edge of the, you know, the bars over the balconies and stuff like this. And it just looked terrible you know it just mm. they were there to die almost you know and uh, and um it's it's an experience is what i would say is sao paulo and Illyrio, who lives there in fact uh, from there sorry he's actually living in madrid now i was with him a couple of weeks ago uh for work and he's actually said look we're we're actually going to stay in europe because we just feel so much safer so there's a native sao paulo sao paulian mm. whatever we call them um himself saying we're, we're not going to go back and we've ju they've just had a little baby girl and they want to bring her up in 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 europe so in whether in yeah. madrid or london or wherever um so it that tells you firsthand what it's like there um but well, so it, yeah it, it is the home of Ayrton senna and it will always be that and i'm surprised they've not called it the senna grand prix rather than the sao paulo grand prix that's true. Yeah, they could call it the, the South Paulo Senna Grand Prix or something. Um, mm. I think that's just a, a moment to talk to people, you know, who are out there watching this. If you're going to the race, just be sensible, be vigilant, you know, don't be too flashy. You're going to be wearing your team tops probably, so you are going to stand out a mile. But just be careful, with, you know, with your phone and everything. Uh, what about at night? Can you walk around at night? Would you advise? I got cabs at night. We went to some restaurants, beautiful restaurant with a massive tree in it. I can't remember the name of it, but if uh, somebody's mm -hmm. listening that knows the restaurant, let us know. Send a, send a comment yeah. in. Um, but uh, no, I, I did cabs just to be sensible again, really. So, uh, you know, I, I can remember the well, Lewis was going from the track to his hotel a few years ago with a few of the Mercedes team, and they got um, uh, attacked, basically, and held at gunpoint and um, and robbed of, of whatever they had whether it's probably tag hoyer watches or something i don't know but it it so it does happen you know mm. they might have been targeted because it was a mercedes truck so just be careful if you are wearing your tops yeah sensible sensible but don't don't fear everything i would say no don't fear everything and if you're a mercedes fan maybe wear williams top uh or has top <laughs> uh maybe that's a good strategy williams mate, uh, up and down. Are they not, williams have not scored points for the last three races and alex is driving the socks off that car this season you know he's I, doing but, really well yeah but i think you know I, th I think the problem is you know if, if daniel is going to start driving that alpha tarry like he drove at mexico you know is you know the two of them i, I think it's a great little well, battle going on for the lower less it's lower a, end points amazing you mentioned daniel because you know now the rumor mill as i said well he's gonna be replacing perez he's yeah. been back for one race i mean he, or two races <laughs> two he's, races. he's 
he did he did pretty well uh mexico great result for Afatari. um but apparently he's gonna have perez's seat um certainly after that shock at perez did at his home grand prix i mean can you just imagine that but i don't i, don't, I think that's going to take a while for him to recover from that because that was a massive yeah. all or nothing gotta go for it um so it could he's not going to be the right time. mind <clears throat> no, for this no. No. I, I don't think he's been in the right mind mate for maybe five four or five months now you know right going right mm. back to austria and, and and silverstone and so on um you know daniel is back in that car and he's shown that that car has got some speed. Now, we don't know if it's track-specific or what we talked about about the air, the thinness of the air at those altitudes. But, uh, you know, I, mm. I just think it makes it another exciting uh, weekend to go, what's going to happen? You know, we want to watch mm. Daniel. Perez has got to have, he's got to recover. I know Jolie and Palmer have said this week that he's got to have three clean races to keep that seat now. You know, the mm. eyes are on him and he knows it. And he's not dealt with pressure very well this season, you know, from Max, the pressure from Max um, and the comments that have been made. And the fact that Daniel and Liam Lawson have got into that Alpha Tauri to replace Nick DeVries and shown what it can do now, both of them. Mm. You know, we know Red Bull can pull that trigger at any time. Yeah. We've seen it. Uh, so... I like Perez. I rooted for him this weekend to do well at his home Grand Prix. But the guy has got to believe. And I don't think that mm. belief is there right now. No, it's not. And it's ebbing away. And as we know with F1, there's always someone there to, ready to take your place. Um, you know, uh, we've, it's all changed very quickly. We saw this evening at Mercedes with the team. Mike Elliott um, has actually left Mercedes. Yeah. Um, he was the chief technical officer. He's been there for donkeys about 10 11 years 10 11 years um, yeah yeah i mean it was weird because he's kind of switched roles with um james allison and he was the technical director so it was kind of like well oh he's better at that and he's better at that so we're going to swap and and now six months later he's gone um yeah. i don't know what that is about i mean i, I, mean, I think we're going to hear a lot more for, about james allison again now because for me james allison in that a multi-championship winning Mercedes, for me, is up there with Adrian Newey in the multi-winning Red Bull, you know, in, in that world of design and running the running the team. So um, mm. it'll be interesting to see if suddenly James Allison is, 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 is talked about a lot more again. It's a strange time it, to it make is, these changes. You've got, what, two, three races left? There's three, never, there's never a good time, and the only time is now. You know, you you mustn't leave these decisions. If once once something is is obvious, Formula One moves so fast, faster than any other sport mm. or business I've ever known or been involved in. Yeah, you you've just got to go with your instinctive reactions every time because every day is a wasted day in the development of Formula One. It is, it is, and it is that cutthroat. I remember going into the paddock and expecting to see certain people who are part of the kind of the main team who run you know um uh, uh things over there and i heard oh no they've gone and you're like i'm being very diplomatic by not saying where they were um but they're <laughs> like booth. um yeah they said oh no they've gone and like, what do you mean they've gone it's like halfway through the season yeah oh no they've gone okay what about that oh, no they, they've gone too oh and that one oh no they've gone yeah and you're like whoa 
Hold on a minute. Yeah. It's What's it happened is, here? It is difficult <laughs> to build relationships within the Formula One paddock world, mm. isn't it? You know, because you just it don't know who's going to be. Yeah, you don't know. Also, it's it's a tough pressure environment. You know, we've done it for many, many years. And, you know, I've I heard well, I know someone who went there, had a great dreams of, of being there. I think they did two races and they couldn't they couldn't hack it. And then that was right. it. They were out um, and, they, and they quit because it is it's a completely different mindset. You really got to hit the ground running, but you then you, nothing prepares you for it either. So it's a very tricky. Once you've done it a few times, the, the formula is pretty much the same um, for the race weekend. It builds up and builds up, and then you can release after the race has ended. Yeah. Certainly, we we did um, when we were supplying entertainment to the paddock club. Um, so it's it's having to adjust very quickly. And you and I are both comedians; we can change very quickly, very flexible. <laughs> and you have, and that's a good that's a good thing. Um, yeah. A good point, I think. You have to be very flexible because you have to be able to encounter problems quickly, disseminate them, and go okay what's the solution that solution act on it and that's yep. that i think that comes back from the teams because they have to do that as well there's a problem with the car right what's the problem this okay do we have the solution or we can do this well if we do that might be great do it and that's how cool. it's that fast and so yeah you're right i mean it would be good for him to see out three races i mean what difference is going to happen in three races but mercedes are coming back uh, and I really see this. I see the improvement. Hamilton's on podiums. You know, um, they are coming back. If they can keep this going and they can make an amazing car next year, it could be Mercedes' year. Yeah, I, I think I we're really seeing... Think. Yeah, I, d I do as well. I think we're seeing a lot of teams closing the gap, you know, with this mm. development race. They're all developing for next year because the re um, regulations are, are very, very similar for next year. So... So uh, e everything they're bringing to the track now is all about next year. So, you know, we, we, we're the, the only teams we're not really seeing that development for right now, I would say, are Aston Martin. They're mm. saying they're bringing development, but they're definitely not, you know, getting faster. You know, and Haas have bought some developments, but it's not showing at the moment on track at all. But with Williams, constant improvement, you know, what we've seen at McLaren is just stunning. One of the best recoveries of a season i think we've ever witnessed uh in opposite effect with aston martin going the other way really over a se over the season uh, but mm. this alpha towery that daniel ricardo has got into i think has got something about it and with the upgrades they've bought and of course it's all to do with red bull and red bull development i i think that it's not just daniel i think the car is so I'm, I'm really interested to see if yuki sonoda can have a good weekend with it as well this weekend because I think it's sure. got the raw speed, you know, he the, the speed traps. He was right up there. Predictions for the podium. So my predictions this weekend. Well, I think we obviously it's very difficult to look past Verstappen. But mm -hmm. we've had a Mercedes stronghold these last two years at this uh, track. And with their upgrades and and their knowledge of this circuit, I I'm. I think we're going to see two Mercedes on the podium, but I don't know what order. Okay. I agree. That's my prediction. I agree. I think Lewis could win. I think George could do second. And I think Lando or Max for third. Well, That's Lando, prediction. Had, had he not had an F, uh, had a Q1 disaster last week, 
that drive, which I think was one of the best drives through the field we've mm. witnessed all season, and definitely the best drive from Lando. You know, he's had he's had a lot of podiums now this second half of the season, five or six podiums, mm. and he would definitely have been on that podium for sure. Probably finished second again, I would have thought, had he had a, a got into Q3. Uh, so mm. Lando is a good bet for every podium right now, I think, through to the end of the mm. season. Uh, but you can't fit four people on a podium, can you? So if I was going to knock one person <laughs> off that podium... Andretti. Would, yeah, that's it, yeah. It would be George Russell to come fourth. There we go. So that's my prediction for the top four, in fact. So not very controversial. We basically picked the same people, but that's okay. Well, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to have fun with it. So, But no, Max will what, probably I'll, win. Checo's revenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can put you Danny know, up there. Uh, oh, well, well. Come on, what would the odds be? That's what you're about Daniel to say. That's what you're about to say. Well, I, I, it would just be amazing, wouldn't it, to see Daniel have a, you know, to, to, to qualify fourth ahead of Perez last weekend. You know, we nobody expected that at all. And uh, we want to see him do well again. But we also don't want to see Perez just fall out of Formula no. One. And, uh, you know, no, he needs... You know, we, we need to see that car do well. So, um, yeah, so, no, I'm going to put Norris on the podium. No, I'm not. I'm going to put Russell on the podium just to be different to you. Norris fourth this weekend. Brilliant. Okay, there, there we, we go. Are. Well, it's all about yeah. the Brazilian Grand Prix this weekend. It's a sprint race as well. Darren's favourite yep. weekend. So um, you get to watch all the sprint action and the race action as well. Um, practice and qualify on Friday. Um, shout out. I think we should do a shout out to your Brazilian... Uh, Queen yes. friend, what's his name? Yeah, so it's Alirio Neto, and uh, from Sao Paulo, and currently living in Madrid. And we just went to watch uh, Atletico Madrid versus Real Madrid uh, a month ago together, whilst I was working there. Um, so Alirio, if you're listening, buddy, thank you for getting us into Interlagos back in the day. <laughs> I'll never forget it. And Illyria, I nearly met you in February because I was there in Madrid and unfortunately your show got postponed. Uh, so I missed the show. So I would have met you in February. So uh, I'm sure we'll meet at some point. And if uh, you're out this way in the in the Gulf, then we'll meet up as well. But um, no, uh, Brazilian Grand Prix, looking forward to it. And um, keep your comments in. Like and subscribe to everywhere. Remember, we're on the podcast platform, Spotify, Apple, all the jazz. Um, so you can follow us there as well. Um, we will be doing our Brazilian uh, reaction after the race and uh, that should be fun and we may even have a special guest we'll see if you're lucky then maybe we will um, but for now it's uh, goodbye from me Joe Lee and it's goodbye from me Darren Reeves take care take care <laughs> <We> did <that laughs> I did it for you <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what we need to do <laughs> and that and when there's a delay that's not easy that's not easy okay bye